My voice is a little messed up, but <clears throat> it's because of these breathing treatments that I've been taking, so don't uh, worry too much. I'm really okay. But it is good to be here. It's been a long few weeks, and uh, I, I kind of want to share from the Psalms and uh, just kind of share from my heart. Is that okay with you? Yes. Okay, good. You know, it started off with the flu, and then turned into COVID, and then turned into pneumonia, and uh, spent one night in the hospital, and uh, I had to get out of there. But, you know, it makes you really think about a lot of stuff, doesn't it, when you go through these kinds of trials, and, and you know, how close really are we to heaven? That's, that's the kind of the question I want to ask today, you know, for you, for me. You know, and the things that, <clears throat> excuse me, the things that really matter in life. You know, what, what's really important? Is it having that new car, a new house, the new boat? Or is it that person sitting next to you? You know, what, what, what's really important? And I think some of these things really kind of come out through the trials that we go through. <clears throat> I really apologize for my voice. It makes me makes me sound worse than I really am. <clears throat> but, like I said, I want to I talk a bunch of psalms here I want to look at today. And uh, if, if you'll turn with, if you have your Bible, turn with me to Psalm 139. Psalm 139. One of the most incredible psalms, I think. Um, Can you turn that monitor on for me back there, please? I read yesterday in uh, my Streams in the Desert, uh, Volume 4, there was a guy, uh, James Gilmore, and he is a, a missionary to China and Mongolia uh, back in the 1800s. And he said this, When I feel I cannot make headway in my devotion, I open at the Psalms, Amen. and I push in my canoe, and I let myself be carried along in the stream of devotion, which flows through the whole book. And the current always sets toward God, and in most places is strong and deep. I think that's so powerful. You know, for you and I, if you don't know where to go, open the Psalms, and let God minister to you, speak to you in the in the middle of that book, a powerful, powerful book. Uh, Psalm 139, <clears throat> uh, he, he talks there about so many things, really the, the omniscience of God, that he knows all things. And, and, but one of the things he says there in verse 16, the second half, he says, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. God knows every single day that you and I are going to be here. Whether that's a bunch of days or, or not many days, he knows exactly how many days you're, you and I are going to be here. And, and, and I've just kind of been reflecting on that, you know, in, through, the, through this whole situation. Uh, I want to say Happy New Year. I ha this is my first time here this year, so Happy New Year, first of all. But thinking about... Uh, Thinking about this new year, I, I kind of reflected back on, 
2021. And 2021 was a difficult year in a lot of different ways, but, uh, you know, first started off with John Flynn and him passing away, and then, and then Barbara, and then Big Joe. And, and, you know, those kinds of losses are difficult, very difficult. And then we start off 2022, and here we are, and quite a start for me, and, but God knows and I'm still here. And, and, you know, but it could have been my time. Honestly, it could have been my time. Do I know that? I don't know. God knows. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. There's, there's something in there for you and I to grab a hold of and to trust and to hold on to. There's a man by the name of Ray Bentley, and he is a... He was a pastor of a large Calvary Chapel in San Diego. And and matter of fact, when, when Paul and I went to Bible uh, school in uh, 1979, uh, Ray was one of the teachers at the Bible school. <clears throat> but on January 4th, the day that we tested positive, Ray went home to be with Jesus. He has a church of some 7,000 people. But that was his time. I heard this morning of another Calvary pastor in, in Georgia who is you know, struggling for his life in critical condition right now. But I heard these words in my heart when I was at the hospital. And, and you know, does anybody like hospitals? Maybe if you work there or something, I don't know. But I heard these words, you hem me in behind and before. And I, and I you know, I, I kind of didn't know, like, where that was. And I looked it up uh, later on before I, before I went to what they call sleep in the hospital, because you don't really sleep there. It's so noisy and everything. But I looked it up before I went, and I found the wrong passage where it says that the enemy would hem you in on every side. You know, it was kind of... But this is the passage here, isn't it? Psalm 139, 5 and 6. You hem me in behind and before. You lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. That's what God was saying to me. That he had my life in his hands, behind and before. He, had, he, has, you know, he has control and, and sovereignty over my life. That's what God was saying. You know, again, uh, you, you think about passages like Psalm 23, um, where David says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. That's not pleasant. But sometimes God has to kind of set you aside and put you down, and, 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 and he wants to do something. I don't know everything that he's doing right now in my life, but I, know, I really believe like there's something going on, and, and God is working. But sometimes he has to, he has to make us lie down, and, and then he talks, of course, about you know, the, going through the valley of the shadow of death, 
and not fearing any evil. Why? Because he is what? He's with us. He's with you there in those dark spaces. I, I sent that text to Patrick last week, and I said, we've been hit with, we've been hit hard with, on so many levels with physical, mental, emotional, emotional, and spiritual. <clears throat> and it was really true. I mean, some of you have been through this recently, and you get, you get hit hard on a lot of different levels, and it kind of messes with you in a lot of different ways. And, and you know what? Um, but God knew, and God was there. And God was, was uh, you know, through all the ups and downs and, and through the fears and through the, all the emotion. Uh, my family will tell you I had quite a number of meltdowns. I know that's hard for you to see and believe that I would have a meltdown. <laughs> But <clears throat> I, I had quite a few. And, and it's just like, where is this coming from? What is this all about? But isn't that part of what life is? We're, we're, we're human beings on, on a bunch of different levels, not just physical, but you know, emotional, spiritual, and, and all these different areas of our lives. I got uh, this, another psalm uh, from a friend uh, Psalm 56, verse 11, it says, In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. There's this fear, you know, that, that tries to grab a hold of you. And I felt it. I, I experienced it. I knew what it was all about. And, and you know what? Uh, where do we put our trust? It's in God. We've got to put our trust in God. And, and he says, you know, I, I will not be afraid what COVID can do unto me. Well, I just added that part, but. But, you know, these, these times we go through and, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to describe what the last few weeks have been like, but when you're, when you're up in the middle of the night and you're struggling to breathe, and you're having sweats, and you are just like the darkness that is there. And, and some of us go through that on a regular basis, and at different times, you know what, where the hours, the hours turn into days, the days turn into weeks, and you go like, well, you know, it's been a month since I've been here. That's hard to believe, but that's the reality. You know, the the gathering to pray over you as you leave for the hospital, the tears of a grandson. It's all very real. You know, the questions that you face, you know, will, will, will I ever feel normal again? Will I ever feel like human? Nicola reminded me of Psalm 13 where David says, how long, how long, how long? And that was a song that I put music to. But David's conclusion was what? To trust and to rejoice and to sing. Trust, rejoice, and sing. That's what got him through. That's what got him to turn the corner. When I, when I came home from the hospital, 
I wrote a lot of these thoughts down at that point in time, but it's interesting. The first thing that I wrote down, the first thing that I thought was, I can't sing. It'd be, you would be embarrassed. I would be embarrassed if I tried to sing right now. I can't sing, but I wrote yet. Because I will. I will, and I will sing here, and, but I will also one day sing in heaven, like in full throttle. There's a lot of singing going on in heaven. Amen. You know, I, I kind of try now, but I just can't. So I listen to music. I listen to these songs. I'm playing this music. I want to join in. And, you know, I love music, and I love to sing, and it, it's there, but I just can't, like, get it out. It just won't come out. It's just not. But, it, it again, it's, it kind of makes me appreciate it more. When you can't do something, you appreciate it more. Like, you, you know, something you, you had. But, And so I wonder, I think about this, because, you know, music is, is a big part of my life. And, you know, will I look at it differently? Will it, will it come out differently? You know, songs that I wrote, they're still there, but they're quiet, they're silent. The words are still there in my heart and my mind. It's just not my voice. But sometimes I think you and I have to stop and listen. It's a time for us not to sing. It's a time for us not to speak, but a time for us to listen, to be quiet, be still. God hears, God sees. I found this scripture and it gave me some encouragement. Ephesians chapter 5, is that the right one? It says, speak to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. So it doesn't necessarily have to come out of our voices, but it comes out of our hearts. That's where the music really is. But notice how he says that, that we minister and we speak to one another with this music, the songs, the hymns. Another thing I found in Streams in the Desert, this is volume one, uh, yesterday as well. Uh, how many of you are familiar with musical notation? Well, you know, when, when, when you come to a place where you're not supposed to play, what do they call that? They call it a rest. And it, it just, you know, it's a notation there. It means don't play anything right there. But, but let me put this on the screen for you, is what uh, <clears throat> they said in there. They said there's no music in a rest, but there is the making of music in it. In our whole life melody, the music is broken off here and there by rests. And we foolishly think we have come to the end of the tune. Not without design does God write the music of our lives. Be it ours to learn the tune and not be dismayed at the rests. The making of music is is often a slow and painful process in this life. Mm -hmm. 
Isn't that sweet? You know, your life and my life is like a song that God's writing. And, and, but there are times when there's rest in the music. You know, when you think about music, sometimes what makes a song really powerful is when there's no music, when there's nothing playing, and it makes the next part even more powerful. And, and that's kind of like, uh, you know, what, what he's talking about here. But you and I, we get discouraged, we get, you know, depressed, all these things. But, but, but the making of music, he said, is often a slow and painful process in this life. And it certainly is. But God knows. God has us hemmed in behind and before. He sees, he's, he's working, and, and he's writing that life song. He's writing your life song. I don't know what the tune is of your song. We, like he said, we need, to, we need to learn the tune. Not everybody else's tune, but the tune that God's writing in my life. What is my life all about? What is my tune? What's my story? What is my song? Very beautiful passage in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says that we are his workmanship. But the actual word there is, we are his poema. We are his poem. We are his work of art. And, and he's doing something special in your life and in my life. So, so, so the bottom line is, you know, what can we do? What should we do is, is trust him. Like David said in Psalm 13, trust him. And rejoice and to sing even if it's just in our hearts. The last song I was working on at home uh, is Psalm 73, and I, I don't think it's a coincidence. Let me, let me show you why. Psalm 73, he says, You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will take me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. I'm going to sing that for you one of these days. Amen. But the, but the, the beauty is you know, that, that God is going to take us into glory. God is, is going to take us to heaven. Whom have I in heaven but you? He, he says, you are my portion forever, this eternal life with him forever and ever. See, that's what the psalmist is writing about. You read the whole psalm. He, he, he got kind of twisted up with envy of the, of the people in the world. And he finally, you know, God showed him, like, what their end was like. And, and it says, my, I, he, it's like his eyes were open, and he said, you know, I'm so sorry, you know, whom have I in heaven but you? So whether it's here or whether it's there, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. I think, I think we turned the corner a month later, us personally, me personally, but isn't it also true that some people never turn the corner here? Here. We don't know. And the Father calls us home, and, 
And the Father wants us to be with him. And we don't know when that time is. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. There's another psalm I'll quote for you. Uh, Psalm 116, verse 15, it says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. That's not something we like to hear, but, but it's like for a father and his child, he wants his child to be with him. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Afterward, you will take me into glory. So here or in heaven, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. We have to know that even in those dark, dark hours, those, those night, the night sweats and the time when we wonder, how am I ever going to get through this? We're going to be okay. You are going to be okay because you are one of his children. That makes all the difference in the world. I want to play a video here in a second uh, after I pray. And uh, it's called You're Going to Be Okay. You know, they don't mention God's name in there, but it's pretty obvious they're talking about Jesus, the light of the world. And uh, this song was... For me, back in 2021, when I was having a real hard, hard time with John Flynn and after he passed away. But it says, follow the, light, follow the light in the darkness. Just take one step closer. Put one foot in front of the other. Sometimes that's all we can do. And hold on and know that you're going to be okay because God, God's, God's in control. God's got this and he's, he is the, the master. So let's turn it up real loud. Uh, William, not not yet, but we're going to pray first and make sure we play it real loud because I I want you all to hear this song. Father in heaven, thank you for your grace that we can be here, your mercy, your truth, that we can serve you and follow you. But I know, Lord, that no matter what happens in this life, we're going to we're going to be okay mainly because of what Jesus did, that he died and paid the price for my sin. And he opened up the way to glory to heaven through the cross. And Lord, I thank you for, for all of your goodness, for this fellowship, this church. Lord, you have a plan, you have a purpose. Lord, reveal it to us, show us, direct us, help us. I pray for, for any maybe here today that are struggling, that, that, are, that are in the midst of that darkness, and that you would open their eyes and their hearts to your great, great love. That there's nothing more important than you. Earth has nothing I desire more than you. Nothing more important than knowing you, the greatest thing in all of life. So, Father, help us today just to to hold on to trust you, to rejoice in you, choose joy, and to sing. In Jesus' name, amen.